and welcome to Front Office Features. My name is Rob Crane, here on a Monday night uh, with the one and only Chris Valente. Chris, hello. Hello, Rob. Um, how on earth was you went to the uh, Patriots game, Patriots Bucks? You had the whole thing. Uh, you, you had sweet seats. You complained all of Thank last God, week. by the way. It was pouring. It was pouring. You complained all last week. People were paying $2,000 to sit in the bleachers from here. Um, and you were complaining. It's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat the traffic home. You sounded 138 years old last week. Uh, how was it? <laughs> um, it was It was fine. I think... Um... I don't know. It was it was fine. I guess that's the best way I could say it. Um, <laughs> it when he first came out, there was not that many people in the stadium compared because it was pouring. So he they gave him a nice little ovation, and then when he came out for his first drive, everyone heard the booze. I thought it was very New England esque, right? It was like thank you very much for everything that you done. Clap 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 clap. Then it then they play the game, and now it's like I want to rip your face off, which is fine. Like I'm very. I'm not a Patriots fan. We all know this. I uh, I bleed black and gold, and they stink. Steelers stink. Um, but I'm very. I was. I thought the Patriots fans handled it the way New Englanders handle things. They can be nice, but then they want to rip your face off. Yeah. No. It, it was. It was. Um. It was a cool play. It was a cool to be there. It was definitely the buzz in the building and like around was like Super Bowl esque. Getting into the stadium from a traffic perspective was a disaster. It's a disaster uh, anyway, right? Because no, and we I was with our president though who had the back lot access, like the service road that like skips all the Route One crap. We still took us an hour to get in through traffic into the Of course the, Lev has that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean he's a president. What do we I mean come on. Um I was no dummy. I wasn't gonna go park myself, so I was like, "We'll meet on uh, Route Nine. We'll, we'll carpool down, Mark." So, yeah, smart man. Um, and meanwhile, we're watching uh, the game, the Red Sox game, end in the car. So I, we're in the car watching on my phone, MLB TV app, because <laughs> the Red Sox are playing a, a do or die game against the Nationals on our way down to the to yeah, Gillette Stadium. Right. And when we got in the car, it was just tied up 5-5. And then as we were driving along, Devers hit the two-run homer to guarantee us the playoff game tomorrow night versus the Yankees. So there we go. our ride down was became much better. Uh, and then, no joke, my phone and his phone especially just started lighting up with people calling for tickets. Oh, <laughs> lighting up. Just lighting up. Everybody was calling. Oh, you got two for me. You got two for me. Like, and he was everything was like on the car Bluetooth, and these people were just people just have no shame. They'll ask for anything. Oh yeah, uh, he's like he'll be like, oh, I, I could probably get you two. What, what uh, you think you can maybe get four? It's like <laughs> you're you're not even calling. And like I'm like just offer to buy. Like someone just offer a credit card. Just just one person be like, hey, yeah, you know, I'll buy them if, if if I have to. Nope. No. Not one of them. They all want them for free. No. Oh, can I get a parking pass? Parking pass? Have you been to Fenway Park? I mean, there's, there's six parking spaces. Can I tell yeah. you, when I went to Fenway, one time I had a meet with Larry or something like that. Uh, and the 
most baller I've ever felt at a sporting event was <clears throat> when I went and they uh, Larry got me a parking pass in the players' parking lot of Fenway Park. So we must have been there for like a 1 or a 2 o'clock meeting and then stayed for the game, right? So they say, go to the players' parking lot and drop off your car. They'll be waiting for you. You know, name's on the proverbial list. All right, here's where it's at. Go. So I go, drop my car off, and I had like a 2007 Dodge Charger, and it was probably (laughs) like 2016, right? So like was far from a new vehicle and, you know, Stuck out like a sore thumb, right? In the players' parking lot, yeah. David the, Price was the, David the, Price on the David team. David Price yet? was there, and he looked like he had a military vehicle. He does. He did. He had like a military. Yeah, Humvee. I, I remember he drove it to Pawtucket. I don't know what it was, but it looked like a bomb could explode, and it wasn't going. It must have got a half a mile a gallon. <laughs> like that's it, him and Astro it, driving around in it. Yeah, um, <laughs> is it Astro dead? Did Astro die? <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I, don't I made not, that up. <laughs> I don't. Maybe. Maybe he could maybe, have. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I made that up. Dogs do die. They um, do die. Yeah. I don't know if Astro died, but um, yeah, I don't know he, if Astro died either. I I, I <laughs> swore I heard that Astro died. TMZ <laughs> Sports. Astro. David Price's beloved dog <laughs> yeah, passed away. Listening right now. Source. Rob Green. Source. That guy doesn't really know what the hell he's talking about. But anyway, uh, but then I was leaving. Uh, it was fine to drop it off. It felt like valet before, so it didn't feel like that cool. But then when I was leaving, like the players' parking lot is right where like everybody comes out, right? So like yep. I'm in my little 2007 Dodge Charger after the game, and they <laughs> stop all- traffic, right? They block off with barricades one side. They block off with barricades another. There's no pedestrian parking, and then it was me and my little Dodge Charger driving out. People, of the, people yelling at you for autographs. Player the parking lot. They're, people were yelling. I don't know what the hell they were yelling about, but uh, <laughs> who are you? But they Who like stopped the world for me to come out of that, and I was like, well, this is kind of cool. That is, uh, I mean, that parking lot also is tiny. Tiny. Like I, I, I don't know how they fit all those cars in there without any scratches, especially when Price was on the team, because that thing took up. 95 percent of the parking lot yeah i don't i don't and when don't we know. say uh, anyway for those who are listening who have never been to family park when we say parking lot it's not a parking lot it's like uh a, a side like a alley side street alley like underneath I, a ramp at fenway where like you it's right on the it's right at, you walk right by it on the street like there's no real privacy it's just no it's like this i don't know it's almost like a it's like a little back alley, I think. Yeah, it's not. So it's not a lot. It's, it's far it's, from called a parking far, lot. Far, far from a lot. But anyway, that's the most bother I think I've ever felt at a sporting event. Um, player parking at uh, Fenway Park for some game. I mean that 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 I, yeah that's that that is that is big time. But so last night was fun. It was good. Uh, we got in there like right before kickoff. Uh, great, actually very successful on the business side of things. Got the hobnob with my owner. Um, Linda Henry, you know, uh, very nice. all all good stuff. We were out of there with ten minutes to go in the third quarter, and I watched the pretty much, I think a minute left in the third, and all of the fourth quarter from my couch. Look at you. <laughs> no, he Lev. He goes dying. to me. He Lev goes. Just goes. He wants to go. He goes when we're driving out. He goes. You're cool with us leaving. Mid third quarter, right? And I was like, uh, Lev, I have no dog in this fight, so I'm cool with leaving whenever the hell you want. He's like, perfect, because we are not staying in that traffic. I was like, thank you. Thank you. 
So well, well, good. I'm glad that uh, it worked out for you. I'm glad that uh, we missed all the excitement, though. The fourth quarter was like the, the the game was terrible before that. Like people were talking about this great game. I'm like, as a non fan watching that game, I was like, this game stinks. Yeah, they. Uh, I watched none of it. I'm not gonna lie, I, I didn't watch any of it. Not that I didn't want to. I was old man Rob last night, and I fell asleep. Oh, I'm so jealous. And uh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I slept. I must have fell asleep on the couch at like 8:30. Woke up at 9:30, and went to bed at like 9 9:30. But I did have a great, a great, uh, a great day. Two days, two days. I was busy. Two two great weekend days. We had. Um, I helped out with the food truck and craft beer festival that occurred at Polar Park. Um, as part of one of my last kind of thing, last Rob, hurrahs. you don't you don't you don't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore, but I did help out. <laughs> nice, uh, because they needed a little help, and you know it's part of the part of the help out thing, right? So I helped out, and uh, uh, the vibe there was a ten out of ten. Operationally, it went great. We did this three times in Pawtucket, and it was awesome every time. Except one of my bigger screw-ups in life <clears throat> occurred at the Food Truck and Craft Beer Festival. The key to this Food Truck and Craft Beer Festival is you get... So here's how it works. You basically buy a ticket, and that gets you entry. And entry gets you a $10 voucher that you can go give to any of the food trucks, right? And they then take cash after <clears throat> the voucher, right? So you kind of got like a $10 credit there. And it gives you 10 drink tickets. A drink ticket is either... Uh, one ticket will get you a little two-ounce pour you can taste, right? Or six of them will get you a 12-ounce cup, right? Basically a full beer, okay? Yep, yep. It's basically, it's been that same ticket package, more or less, for every year that we've ever done this. One year, um, the concessions guy ordered the wrong cups, uh-oh. Instead of a 12-ounce cup, he ordered a 16-ounce cup. Oh, boy. So every three beers, they were giving away basically a free beer. Oh, boy. And you multiply that over 3,500 people that are there. The event ran from 5 to 9. We started losing beer at like <laughs> 6.30. Oh, man. <laughs> and by 8 o'clock, there was like one beer flavor left. And this was probably in 2018 or 19, 18. And I have never in my life taken more face-to-face fan complaints than I did that night because we ran out of beer. And it was one of these days that you just had to sit there and own it and cry at the end of it. Because I mean, it was so bad. It was awful. I almost murdered a human being when they, <laughs> I saw the wrong cups. And it was... Why did they just start pouring them smaller? <clears throat> we tried that, uh, but it was way too late. And uh, they just started getting crushed. And you pour less, and it just didn't work. And, you know, people are complaining, why do you only give me a half a beer? And it's like, well, we kind of ordered the wrong cups. And it just does, like it just doesn't... Was that the first good. one? Was that the first one ever? Or that no, was... it was the second one ever. Oh. And so there's... So you hooked, then, you hooked everyone in with the first one. We had all did really great. good. Did good one. Everyone's like, I'll go back to that. Oh, second one. No. Sucked. No. Third one, then it rained uh, on and off, and we were trying to make up for what we did the year before. And then last night, not last night, Saturday night, uh, was probably the best one ever. 
they had enough food trucks. The vibe was great. The weather was perfect. On what Saturday. kind of what kind of food? It had everything right there. Was barbecue trucks. There was I had a, a uh, I had a, a Korean. I think I ate. They had this one truck that serves like food. Like Korean barbecue or just like Korean food? Uh, I had Korean barbecue, but you could have different Korean options. There was three or four different options in this truck. Uh, I had, there was this one place that's really good. I think it's called Twisted. They basically put uh, different foods in like oversized ice cream cones. And like the sweet and the salty, so like mac and cheese in the ice cream cone, like you had. The oh yeah, with a little crunch. That's cool. And then into it, and it was, uh, you know, bar like pulled pork in one of those things. You kind of have the texture, and it, and it's just kind of cool to walk around with it because you have like, oh, where'd you get that from? Oh, where'd you get that from? And they had a couple good barbecue places. They had like a Scottish and Irish place. They uh, had a donuts place. They had. A, this thing called shishka berries that are all these like chocolate covered strawberries and stuff. Oh. Uh, so there's like shishka berries. <laughs> shishka berries. There's like 20, 20 food trucks. You know, taco trucks and you know, there's a Mexican. And was the beer all your guys? Was all the was the beer all the Worcester Red Sox partners? Uh, did... The partners being the distributors, and then we one of the team's big uh, craft beer partners, Wormtown. Wormtown. We actually gave the home team dugout. So you could go and grab your beer in the dugout on the field, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, and he, they were just crushed, and they just kept cruising through. And then there was 36 breweries in the concourse and on the field. Wow. Um, 36? Yeah, 36 breweries. And they all had two or three flavors. So there was there was like 90 different flavors of beer there. So it was like 20 trucks, 90 beers. Um and uh, So did they? Did you guys, did they invite the vendors, or did they have to pay to get in? They invite the, the food truck vendors or the beer vendors? Both. So the f- beer vendors, we work, the, the team works with the dis- distributors and say, get us craft brewers, right? And we'll basically buy the kegs, just get me the brewers um, and be there. Uh, ideally, you'd like to have someone there to talk about it. It's like, oh, this is our Oktoberfest or oh, this yeah. is our pumpkin or whatever. That it's, a great, it's a great thing. Time. Yeah, it's a great thing for the brewers too. Like it's a great the thing for the brewers. And then we, or then there's this guy. His name's Eric, and Eric's an awesome guy. Um, I met Eric in Pawtucket. Eric, for a living, uh, he organizes food truck events, so he's got the relationships of all the food trucks. And our financial deal probably can't. It's a contract, so I can't talk about it. But basically, I pay him. From those ten dollar food vouchers, I pay yeah. him from those food vouchers, and whatever uh, whatever deal he works with the trucks, I don't care. He yeah. just needs to make sure that I've got twenty food trucks, and they're not all barbecue trucks, and they're not you know all Mexican uh, trucks, right? Like variety. That's a variety, right? So he does that legwork. I don't have to worry about any of that. That's the partnership side, right? Yep. He does all that. We work with our distributors to make sure that there's beer, and then our team, and then you know we make sure. So that how what, you have to buy a ticket to go in? Yes, I think it was forty five dollars. How many you people? Got a, and you got ten ten dollar drink ticket and ten dollars in uh, 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 ten drink tickets and ten dollars food truck credit, and anything that you spend at the food truck over that the trucks just make right. So they just keep uh, they keep all that. So if I went up and spent twenty five dollars at a food truck. 
um, I, they would just keep that money. Um, so essentially, twenty five bucks to get in because you get twenty bucks back out of your yeah. forty five. Yeah, basically. How many, how many people go to that? Uh, we sold out. We had thirty. We we capped it at thirty five hundred. Holy crap! Yeah, because you could we could have sold it's like a Tampa Bay Rays home game. We could have sold another <laughs> thousand tickets easily, but why we didn't is we had line. Our, one of the issues there there was lines forever, right? Because yeah, everybody imagine, yeah. wants to eat food truck. At once. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty food trucks <clears throat> to feed thirty five hundred people. Twenty food trucks, and remember those those like the griddles and the stuff yeah. are you know two feet long, three feet long, right? So it takes a while. Yeah. Um, so we could have sold another thousand tickets. There was the market for it. But you need another forty food trucks. But we 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 didn't have enough room for the food trucks. So what I think. Uh, at least I said we suggested is that maybe that there's two sessions, right? So you can sell the 4,500 and instead of having 3,000 at one, you might have 2,000 and three, two, you know, 2,000 and 3,000 people at two sessions. Where, where were the food trucks set up? On the warning track. So people walked around on the field. What was it like? Was there other activities for people to do? Yeah. On the infield dirt, we had like cornhole. We had a lot, there was a live band. Um, By the way, anyone out there listening has stolen this idea. I'm, I'm literally giving you the answers to the test as I'm making Rob answer all these questions. <laughs> like, you just got to be writing this down because, I mean, this, I'm actually, this is fascinating. This is actually a good peek behind the curtain of what people should do and use their ballpark for, right? Like, yeah, not just baseball one. games. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, not even. I, I mean, you could do this at a, uh, um, I wonder if you could do it at a hockey rink. Skate back and forth to each of the food trucks. No, you don't have you don't you don't have enough room for the food trucks. You'd have to take out the ice and the boards and then use the floor. It's still not enough room. Yeah, and it's not as cool. I don't think. But anyway, nah. Arenas are not as cool. Arenas aren't as cool as state. They're just not as cool. I agree. Uh, I I I agree with you. I agree with you. But anyway, you could. So it was a good event, right? And you probably, and we, uh, and what we thought we would do for the budget probably did two or three times more than that. So it was financially good for everybody. That's fantastic. No, I mean that's that's another way to change your P and L for the season. That's just a creativity that working in the minors. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, an amazing event at Fenway. It's just never going to happen. Um, but it happens the, on the outside on the streets. But the groundskeepers are just so pain in the ass about this. <laughs> oh, like, of course. Be people that walk on the field. I said, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the season's over. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're gonna tear up the grass anyway. Groundskeepers and their and their and their fields. Um, but yeah, that's, I was that's, friendly that's, with that's, most that's... of our groundskeepers, but they are such a pain in the ass. They, the 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 what makes them good is because they are right. I agree with that. I agree with that. If they weren't, the grass would be like. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the worst. I don't care. <laughs> it's burned and like the infield would be bumpy and rocks like. If they weren't those, nothing beats the, t- the story of the story I told. Maybe oh, the fertilizer, and, yeah, yeah, they kill, they killed the grass, fertilizer, and they put freaking Roundup in the back of it. <laughs> Only in Battle Creek. <laughs> Only in Battle Creek. Uh, we have a problem. Um, we, All we, the grass we, is dead. Why? Because I sprayed Roundup on it. <laughs> oh shit, that's a problem. <laughs> I'm just picturing like what the hell you even imagine you that the- phone call or that meeting. Hey, uh, uh boss. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, There's no solution. There's not even a solution. You can't even fix that. Especially in Battle Creek. You have no money. It's not like you can be like, oh, right. that's well, going to financial. We're going to have to you know, rip it all out. And yeah, what, did, it's like, what, did, what did you guys do? No, it was after me. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't oh, uh, oh. Uh, 
it was after me, but I read about it, and uh, they uh, they just played, but it was like they just played it, on brown like <laughs> dirt. That's why Major League Baseball took over minor league baseball. They're like, yeah, we got we can't have this anymore. Oh, uh, what a segue though to Major League Baseball, the playoffs. As yeah, we mentioned Red earlier, Sox are, are, Red Sox are in, and you and I will be together tomorrow. Uh yes, you will be my guest in my luxurious seats for game wild game one. There's only one game, the wild card game play in essentially between the Yankees and Red Sox. First time this has happened. They've played I, in the play the playoffs, obviously, but never in this wild card game. Right, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. I did the same thing with uh, you last night. I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's going to be a little late. Is this something? <laughs> <laughs> see? See? And this is this is actually something you care about. I didn't even care about the Pats or Brady. Like, yeah, right. This is Yankees-Red Sox. I haven't Red, a Red Sox game in, since 2019, right? Right. I mean, most people, yeah, unless you went to, So, uh, what a way to come back. Bud. Uh, so yeah, thank yeah, you very co- much for the invite. Very. The only the only reason I'm inviting you is so you can do all the social media content for the features. That's your one job. Um, um, we're fucking terrible, but uh, no, it it should be it should be fun. It people like I mentioned are like want to come, which is great. Everybody seems like it's. This is my thing. I think tomorrow is the first day we're officially. Back. It's Yankees, Red Sox, playoffs, baseball. I'm interested in what the, Fenway uh, Park. What, the, what the atmosphere will be. I'm sure it'll be It's good. going to be insane. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's going to be insane. I think because there'll be, be a good amount of Yankee fans there for sure. Um, the tickets aren't crazy expensive because it's the wild card game, so they're not through the roof yet. Yeah. You can still have like the, the average fan can come versus like a just be corporate. Uh, but which we can talk about is why we want to talk about is what happens when it becomes the playoffs from a business perspective. Yeah, because I don't think that everybody knows that. So can you lay? We were just talking about this. Can you lay the foundation of basic business of how a normal, you know, a regular season game works, how everything works, and then how does that shift during the playoffs from a business perspective? So. The easiest and first foremost to explain is it's no longer our game. It is a Major League Baseball event. Okay. So Major League Baseball has X amount of events, games per year that are theirs. Uh, The spring training is Major League Baseball. Spring training like that verbiage is Major League Baseball owned. The All-Star game, the Home Run Derby, the Field of Dreams that happened this year. And then the Major League Baseball playoffs and World <clears throat> Series are all IP trademarks that are reserved for 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 only MLB partners. So a Red Sox partner cannot market the World Series and use the World Series moniker or logo or IP or playoffs. They have to say something along those lines, but they can't use the MLB logos for playoffs or World Series or All Star Game. Interesting. So, all right, so from a partner standpoint, but what from, like, a regular... So tickets are all run through Major League Baseball. Like, our ticket office facilitates it all, but all the ticket revenue goes through Major League Baseball and then through the teams and, and revenue sharing. So the teams uh, get a portion of it, or how does Yeah, that... I forget I forget the, the percentage. We do, we do benefit, and but also, mainly, I think we benefit from the concessions uh, and merchandise. But that merchandise is also obviously split up between. Merchandise is also pooled and shared across Major League Baseball. Um, 
whether you buy a thousand Red Sox jerseys or a thousand Royals jerseys, that money gets pooled from a licensing stuff. But um, yeah, it's obviously extremely valuable to host a playoff game, right? It's it's not budgeted for the revenue that comes in through mainly concessions is through the charts. Concessions is the most underrated business within a sports organization. It's it's a lot of money, especially when you go to Fenway, right? It's twelve bucks for a beer. So there's well, no there's matter no... where you go, right? Like you go to Kansas City, you're still not paying a four dollar beer like you would at a bar. You're probably paying something similar, right? If it's not twelve dollars a beer, it's Six. nine. Yeah, <laughs> right. So from an execution and game day and credentials and access, it's all run through us, but actually through Major League Baseball. Also, a lot of the signage flips over. I'm sure you've noticed YouTube TV for the World Series. So there's certain signs that during the playoffs get turned over to um, MLB partners. So behind home plate, they'll take those. and The home plate rotators. Yep. And the static ones. And some of the static ones become um, MLB as well. We, they try not to take as much as possible, right, for the MLB partners, but some are going to get gassed because MLB has to put their partners in the prime locations for their games. Right. So it's just a what matter about, of... Um, what about Red Sox partners um, who just have, like, a normal outfield wall sign? Do they have those, to buy oh, we, the playoffs? No, we include playoffs for free. Got it. And that all state, like, if, if your inventory isn't t- – like, LED, a lot of LED disappears to the MLB, right? Um, they got to run the LEDs for their, for so their partners. Does... But, like, nothing on the Green Monster gets touched. Nothing on the outfield walls gets touched. So then does – if you had an LED sign, right? Joe Schmo car dealership has a LED. Do they – and they get bounced for one of, you know, Mitel, uh that's a Major League Baseball partner. Do they get like a credit for next year? How does that work? No, because we not... don't. No, because it's bon- it's all it, you don't you. Because the, the playoffs, you can the cl- the contract says playoffs are bonus. If you're there, cool. If you're not there, sorry. Correct. Interesting. Yep. You don't pay for it if we make it, <clears throat> and if you get it, congrats. And what about tickets? Like uh, our t- uh, season tickets. Season ticket holders have to purchase. They have tickets, to, correct? right? They get the first right to, buy, and they have to buy all of them in advance. They have to buy the strips. So, like for us, even as employees, we get our two comps, which we have to then pay tax on for each game on the value of the ticket. But if you want to buy additional tickets, you have to say yes before the playoffs start. Like they asked us two weeks ago, and then you say yes, and then you provide your credit card information. But you have to buy every single game. If there's those games, you can't just be like, oh, I don't want to buy these two or that two. Like, you have to buy them all in advance because it's all baseball owned. Um, and then they don't want to, like, have to sell ticket. They want them everything pre-sold, right? They just want to. Of course, everybody does. Yeah. So that's that's the hook is if you want to buy additional tickets, which we're allowed to buy. Uh, I don't go down that rabbit hole because moving tickets is a pain. Total. <laughs> So and then you're stuck with them and like you can't secondary market them as an employee. So if you don't get someone of your friends to wants to buy those, and the the first round like the first rounds are easy. You start talking World Series, you're talking two fifty a pop, right yeah. for my seat. So like that's five hundred bucks a game if you play three games. 
it's fifteen hundred bucks. And if you don't sell them, you're just <laughs> eating them. Just eating them. So like, or you're just giving them to people to say, hey, you want to go to the game? They're like, I might like you, but I don't know if I like it fifteen hundred dollars worth. So <laughs> it's it's uh, I just at this time I just like nope, nope, don't want to deal with it. I have my two for every game, and yeah, I'll rotate. Hopefully, there's more games after tomorrow. But yeah, so that's yeah, it's a very interesting thing um, in terms of understanding that it's not necessarily a Red Sox game tomorrow. It's a Major League Baseball game because it's the play. It's an interesting perspective to uh, to put, and that goes for every playoff game and every obviously World Series game. Correct. It's all and like I said, it's you have to sometimes remember remind the partners, hey, you can't start running commercials that in market being like world series champs or MLB playoff tickets. Like if you have, they have tickets to give away. They can't say MLB playoff tickets. Like it's the what are some of the crazier things that you've seen to get around that. It's, it's less for us. I'd say, cause it's like, it's so hard to have a campaign. Be, like, like, unless you knew you're like, unless you were like the Dodgers or the giants this year, that you knew they were gonna make the playoff. Like we didn't know we were gonna make the playoffs till yesterday. Right. So yeah, right. it's hard to actually like have a campaign going, but it's more about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl has all that crap. Like the big game this weekend, right? Like that's that's how people typically it's the big game. The big game, and but I think it's become. Has I think someone the, not trade try to trademark no, the big game? Yes, the um a college a college game did. I think a college game did, and I think the NFL tried to or something like because it's like the big game everyone now knows means the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Like everybody knows what that means, like from a marketing perspective. So. Yes, interesting. You'll we'll see who the sponsors are um, up tomorrow, but I don't even know where who will be gone and who won't be. Actually, that just remind me, I had to send a text to, to to check on one of them. But as we're doing that, so the major, so let's go back to kind of how the business changes, right? <coughs> this is no longer a Red Sox event. This is a Major League Baseball event. Correct. The tickets, instead of all going to the Red Sox now. Or whatever team that it, that's in the playoffs now have to be split. Would you call it? Some team, some Major League Baseball, and then Major League Baseball portion gets divided through the revenue share program. Yeah, I forget. I forget how it. It's not all ours, obviously. It 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 goes in some sort of pool, and how that where players get a portion of the proceeds, right? right. Like from players a revenue. Get a portion. Yep, 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 yep. Players get a, a revenue share from the playoffs. Teams get some share, and then like everybody gets a cut of it somewhere, in shape or form. Like I believe, uh, I'm not a thousand percent sure of where all that money goes, but I, I know it's not the ticket sales aren't ours again because it's not even our sale per se, right? It's it's MLBs, right? So, and then sponsorship side of it, you have to give up some inventory. You're already sold out, so there's not like new inventory that you can create. Um, and then concessions, you guys get all the concession revenue and whatever limited parking options that you guys would have uh parking revenues as well correct that's all ours and yep. merchandise you said is always split or is it well it there's it, the, <laughs> the, i forget the full breakdown of how merch works but from a licensing perspective and also a merchandise shared pool there's some sort of formula that other teams benefit from versus like the Yankees just being able to sell as many Yankee hats as they do and just the Yankees make money. Got it. They, uh, the people who are getting rich are fanatics. Fanatics is taking well, over the world. Yes, yes. 
Fanatics is Fanatics will do just fine based on whoever wins the World Series with their shirts and hats they'll sell. Man, if you could get a job at Fanatics, Fanatics, and if they ever give you stock options, holy buckets. Seriously, if they ever go public? If they ever go public, man, that would be that would be that would be a good one, Chris. That would be a good one. So the the I guess I was interested uh, just as much as I hope our listeners are on finding out the behind the scenes, the back, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit on the business of Major League Baseball playoffs because it's a heck of a lot different than regular baseball games. Very different, and it's it's like that for all the crowd. Like if if we ever host the All Star Game again, which we should probably coming up shortly. Ninety nine. I was in high school. Right. Think about how long ago that is. Twenty. It's twenty twenty two years ago now. Um, it got that crazy. It's uh, it's not our game to do whatever we want with just because it's in your ballpark. Like you definitely get the ancillary benefits of it, but not all signs stay up. There's different things that happen. T-Mobile, right? The home run derby got to have their big signs out I, there. So I wish I would have went down there. I was I, uh, I don't, actually no. I was living in Alabama. I couldn't go down there. That was '99. I was living in Alabama. I couldn't go. But uh, I do remember it. Mark McGuire and uh, he put him on the mass pike. I know it was insane. It's insane. I've, have you been to a home run derby? No, I've never been to a major league all star game. I went to the one in San Diego. San Diego. San, San Diego. Uh, I was with Dra- DraftKings. DraftKings. Um, of course, those DraftKings st- stories you told last week were out of this world. Uh, yeah, I know. They, they, they just, so this that was where I took batting practice off of uh, Heath Bell, and it was out in San Diego with them. And then I um, went to the Home Run Derby when St- Stanton won. San Stanton. Diego may be my top, in my top three cities I've ever been. Um, I'd say in the continental United States, it's top one. It's got to be. I mean, it's so good. It's number one. What? 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 What's? what's I love the... Nashville too. Yeah, but Nashville is a different kind of fun. Nashville does not have an ocean. That's a huge down downside to it. And also, San Diego's weather is perfect. I can't imagine Nashville in the summer feels too great. Yeah, it's really hot, but. Uh... Nashville, San, itself, the, Nashville there's, town's awesome. There's no downside to San Diego. Lots of homeless. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying there's like an uncomfortable amount of homeless people. San Francisco is even worse for that. But Yeah, I've heard about that. Um never been to San Francisco. It I went to we you and I did a podcast when I was on remember uh Oh that's right, I remember that. I was in San Francisco. I had got um in an outburger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like that was early. A, that was, in, I'd say, first 20 episodes. Yeah, I packed my shit to bring it out there to record. And then I had to, remember, I had to stay, I had to go to bed and wake up at like two or three, or I stayed up. I had to figure that out. I had to either stay up or wake up at two or three in the morning for a call. That's right, because the, you had like an UK. early morning call, and it was. Uh, it was like middle of the night call, like middle of the night, like two or three a.m. And then I had to go to Facebook the next morning to the campus which facebook's been down all day i'm, I'm, I'm my, my bug finally got through i i guess what i planted two years ago yeah facebook uh not only down all day they uh facebook's having a uh, had a rough day today right they had the whistleblower thing the, you know i read i didn't even read culture. about that yeah basically bad culture they're gonna be on 60 minutes this week and uh so that was all 
and then uh, being down all day, and then their stock got crushed. So as I, I work from home now, right, Top Golf. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing my little whatever I do for Top Golf, and I always have CNBC and like the uh, on my iPad on YouTube TV is kind of like just kind of background noise. So uh, when I'm in my office all day, my office being my basement, uh, that's what I that's what it is on in the background. So I always kind of understand what's going on in the business world. What was the whistleblower thing? Just the culture? Culture thing, yeah. Like internally there? Yeah, really bad. I mean, would you expect anything else? Nope. <laughs> sure don't. <laughs> Was that like the least non-news story of all time? That it yeah, was I, I don't believe it was like any uh, sexual, you know, uh, anything bad that way. I think it was just like, you know, they put profits in front of people. I was like, well, they're not the only business that does that. I mean, yeah, are we talking about any corporation in America at this point? I, yeah. I mean, and this is a rhetorical question for you because I know the answer from you is no, but did you, you see the see social it? network? No, sure haven't. Right, so... Not, I mean, Zuckerberg is clearly not. You never normal. go and be like, you know, who's a great guy, Mark Zuckerberg. Right. I don't think anyone's ever said that. No, he's never been accused of being like too a nice. pers a personable good person. Is that the how you have to get like to be a you know yeah, oh, billionaire? Yes, yes. Be a lunatic, right? You have to be a sociopath with yeah. no. You have to have no emotion or feeling. Towards, I mean, the the one guy that's like kind of the outlier is Buffett. Oh yeah, Buffett's awesome. He's just kind of like a smart dude who's just like, yeah, I know, I know how to crunch numbers, great. But like, to build a company, but like I also that, wonder. I wonder if that's his public persona. I, you've never when heard you into, a bad thing. He might be a good guy, but he's also got to be a shrewd business person, right? He's not there to you know give away the farm, which is different. of course, of course, no, I, yeah, no, I mean, he's a. He's, a, he's an extremely shrewd business person and investor. But the rest of them, to build a company like that, you have to be willing to do anything to keep your company afloat and crush whoever's in your path, right? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg made a, a living out of just stealing people's quote-unquote ideas. And then also, if someone else had another idea, if, he, if they wouldn't sell it to him, he would just make it and crush them. Like, yeah, just, just, he would crush them. With no thought, no thought whatsoever or remorse. And look, that's that's why certain CEOs are CEOs. Like you just can't. You got to have that be able to ability to separate business from personal. And that's why, like you and I have talked, like we don't have that bone in our body to just become absolute. No, I don't like I numb to hurting to hurting others to get what we need to have happen. Yeah, I I agree. Um. Earlier in the podcast, we were talking about this weekend. One of the things, so on Sunday, my father-in-law bought a boat, like a 40-foot boat. So it's not yep. like a, he calls it a little boat, but it's like a big boat. We took it from Warwick, Rhode Island, kind of up in the bay, all the way down the bay, out, you know, nautical term here, banged a right, took it to uh, uh, Connecticut, like, in uh, in Connecticut, it took us like six or six hours or something like that to uh, to navigate the through there, and it was a beautiful day on Sunday, and it was a really fun time. It was awesome. It was really cool. 
That's awesome. I'm I'm jealous. I love I, I love being on a boat. I haven't been on a out on a boat in a long time. Here's what I've learned about a boat. You surely don't want to be the owner of a boat. Correct. You want to be uh, related to, in my case, or a very close friend of a person who has a nice boat. Because all I hear about is how the boat is always broken, right? Like there's always something It's broken. a money pit. It's a and money pit. I talked to one of my good friends uh, has a boat. Here and it's actually, it was near the same place that uh, my father-in-law had it. And my father-in-law talks about all these things that are broken, how much things cost. He went to fill up his gas. It was like seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Oh for yeah. Gas. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like you know how much golf I could play for seven hundred dollars. That's nearly <laughs> yeah. a membership somewhere. No, a boat is a boat is ridiculously expensive. It's a it's a luxury item that you can't care you can't about. Think about the money, but you can't think you, about the money. You, you can't. Yeah, but anyway, he. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to have a boat. I just the kids are still too young and too many I, other priorities. I'm going to encourage you to get a boat so I can have the. As yeah. I started this, well, the friend that has the boat that I can just like hang out on. By the way, you now have access to a boat. You can come pick me up. <laughs> I'll meet you at the Boston Harbor, and you just come pick me up. Yeah, just we'll come, go, we'll, just come grab you. We'll go up to Maine, find some lobsters, come right back down the coast, make a day of it. Yeah. Okay. But it was uh, it, w- it was fun. And my father-in-law, he used to make uh, airplane parts, right? Like, he was far from some white-collar guy. He was like, he worked two or three jobs, and he worked his ass off. And, you know, he retired a couple years ago. And uh, Wanted a boat. And he, and he got a boat. And apparently, he named it Apogee, A-P-O-G-E. Apparently, it means something of, like, reaching the pinnacle. And I was like, oh, that's, like, a very apropos name. Nice job. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm jealous. It is cool. I'm, so we, I'm uh, jealous. So we we had a, I it was just me and him, right? Um, it's a long <laughs> day. It's a long day with your father-in-law. Yeah, but it was good. He, he's a he's a good guy, and uh, you know we just kind of had at it. He taught me how to drive the boat. And I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Drove it for some, and uh, it was it was fun. It was as long really as you fun. don't run aground, you're good. He showed me where to look for that and, you know, on the chart and say, don't go over there, go here. So, anyway, it was good. It was good. And I'm glad we did this today. People got a behind the curtain on a couple of things, right? Major they League did. Baseball playoffs, a food truck and craft beer festival, and what the hell we did this weekend. Yeah, and what we're going to do tomorrow night. What we're going to do tomorrow. All right, bud. Uh, I will, that was I cool. Will see you manana. At- I will see you. I'll see you at Fenway Park. Fenway Park. All right. See you. Later.